navigating insurance shouldn't be a puzzle. At Same Page Insurance, we're rewriting the script. With crystal clear policies and personalized service, we make insurance simple. Because your story deserves a worry-free plot twist. Visit samepageinsurance.com and start your stress-free journey today. Same Page Insurance, preparing you for the next chapter. Welcome to Breaking Bread and Season 5 of Breaking Bread. I'm Terry Page. We have a special guest who dwells in the shadows of cyberspace. He is known for his expertise and his prowess in the field. Our guest has earned the moniker Shadow. As an offensive cybersecurity researcher, Shadow dwells in the realm of digital shadows, uncovering vulnerabilities and shedding light on the ever-evolving landscape of cyber threats. We're about to embark on a journey through the dark alleys of cybersecurity with Shadow, gaining insight into the tactics, techniques, and the relentless pursuit of digital security as we help you fight the bad guys. Let's navigate the shadows of cyberspace. Shadow, welcome to Breaking Bread. Thank you, thank you. If you follow us on Facebook, we had breaking news this week from Bloomberg. The Security Exchange Commission had their X account compromise. The tweet said in part, the SEC has not approved the listing and trading of spot Bitcoin exchange traded products. What cybersecurity measures or protocols should organizations like the SEC have in place to prevent such incidents? So I looked into this a little bit and the short answer, okay, so a few things just to clear up the facts that we absolutely do know. The X account of the SEC posted that Bitcoin ETFs would be approved by the United States government, by the you know SEC, right? That's, that's what happened. That was what was posted. We later found out that that was not officially approved. That since that wasn't officially approved, it was found out that some, some unauthorized entity logged in and posted that, now thought to be some kind of hacker, right? And after later, I, I did read something that said that there, was, there were no issues or vulnerabilities on X's side, which means, okay, nobody attacked X itself in order to log into this account, which now says, okay, that means, oh, another thing as well is that the SEC did not have two-factor authentication on. Now, what all that means is that X itself was not hacked. It was not attacked in order for this to happen, right? That means that and the SEC did not have on two-factor authentication, which it sounds like a really fancy way of saying that the SEC some way, somehow had the password to their account leaked, right? And that password was either leaked or possibly stolen or some kind, and someone logged in using that password. And since there was no two-factor authentication, which I believe we've talked about before, uh, that means that the SEC had no way of stopping it once someone had that password. If they did have two-factor authentication on when this happened, that meant that would have meant that when the attacker you know gained this password and supplied it to X, that would mean that some kind of notification would hopefully pop up on a trusted person's device and say, "Hey, are you trying to log into X right now?" And then they would be able to say no, lock the attacker out and investigate, change their password, see what's going on, right? But since they didn't have that on, 
the attacker was able to log in and post fake info false information now i'll just say this is a tale as old as time right Honestly, there have been so, so many examples, many that I don't know, many that you don't know, many, so many times of where some unauthorized entity gains access to a password, there is no multi-factor authentication, two factors, uh, actually, moving out, by the way, multi-factor is the best way to go, but there's no two-factor, no multi-factor, no second check to make sure you actually are who you say you are, and then something bad happens. Right? Well, let me say this. Uh, two, two items for that. I will say that X, formerly known as Twitter, as you pointed out, was quick to say, hey, this is nothing on our side. And they said just what you said about the, the two-factor uh, authentication. Um, the second item on that is as an average consumer, because we're talking about the SEC, but as you know, people who are listening to us right now, how important is it for me to have that? Uh, two-factor authentication on my accounts. Do you want this to happen to you? Um, I do not. But... That's how important it is. <laughs> That's right, it. right. That's it. You know, is there another way? It takes so long. It's like, oh, I'm in a hurry. Now I got to go and, and do And like you said, they want to make sure because that first step, if they don't verify me, then you can't go any further. I get it, but I'm already changing my password once every 90 days. I'm doing all this stuff. Mm, the it, way I'd put it is this. Do you use a key to get into your house or apartment? Yes. Why? It takes longer. It's more cumbersome. You have to carry it around everywhere you go if you want to get back into your house. So why do it? Well, you're right. It would be a lot faster if I could just walk through the unlocked door. But you can. I see where you're going with Nothing this. Nothing stop Exactly, right? Nothing stops you <laughs> Nothing from stops keeping me. that door unlocked 100% of the time and just walking in. And realistically, right, you could probably do that for a while without, you know, any issues. But it only takes once. It only takes one time for someone else to learn that information some way, somehow, and abuse it, right? And for that reason, you have a key. Probably have a deadlock. You may have an alarm system. You may have security cameras around your home. All these types of things, right? And yes, security is not always convenient. But in cases like this, this is why we have it, right? On that note, uh, diverging a little bit away from the security side and more from the integrity side, right? This, this all, the SEC thing, it really recently came out. But here's the thing that interests me about it. Again, like I said, it's a tale as old as time with someone gaining a password and then gaining unauthentic, uh, unauthenticated access to something that they shouldn't have, right? That always, always happens, right? And, and again, we know the fix for that. I just said it, but again, people will, some will do it, some won't. Here's the thing that's pretty interesting to me, though. This, this sticks out to me because it's a government, it's a government-owned or, or government facility, doing this kind of thing, right? Because of that post that the attacker made, and they said Bitcoin ETFs are now allowed, the price of Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies actually spiked. It went way, way up, right? And many people did predict that Bitcoin would spike in 2024. You see, but this affected entire markets and economies. Here's where I'm going with this. I know that, I know it was at least twice where President Trump's account was, uh, Twitter account was attacked. I know at least once in 2016, once in 2020, 
for some reason, I'm feeling like it was another time, but I, I'm not exactly sure. But for that reason, people did post Bitcoin scams or crypto scams on his stuff. They put, um, they put, you know, things of, hey, this person is is fired, effective immediately, and all that kind of stuff, right? But the thing is, everyone was instantly able to invest in Bitcoin and trust it. Everyone was able to say, oh, this looks like one of President Trump's tweets, and so on and so forth for other people. And it starts to call into question, is X or any social media platform the best place to announce large sweeping changes officially for this reason. Now, I want to reiterate, this was not X's fault, the SEC thing, right? This was not X's fault, but for this exact reason, right? Again, social media of the day, whatever it might be, you know, five years ago, five years from now, is this the best place to do it for that exact reason this keeps happening, right? What if someone were to log into the current president's uh, X account or any account and then say something bad about another country, right? That would ruin foreign relations and so on and so forth. So it does make you, it does call into question the integrity part of cybersecurity. In cyber, um, we often teach our beginners in cyber this CIA triad, uh, triad of confidentiality, integrity, and availability. I will just admit this is not a really deep way to look at cyber, but for beginners, it's a pretty easy way to understand what's going on. Wait, hold on a second. Where would you make the announcement if you don't make it on social media? How would that come out? Doesn't the SEC have an official website? You can hack the website. You can, yes. It's true. But the SEC, the SEC should be able to control the website completely. Right? Now, and you see what I mean? There are dedicated... Uh, should be at least dedicated uh, security admins for that kind of stuff right I, what i'm saying is i don't think that they have the same visibility on their social media as they do maybe their website you, you see what i mean i i see your well, point i'm just saying i mean you could you could hack the the websites uh, and of course that's happened and you can hack the the social media uh we're in that technology age where it's a threat, you know. You obviously say it yourself. Uh -huh. If it connects, it's, it's a threat. Right. It's true. It's true, right? I'm not sure, though, especially with... It makes me a little bit... It gives me more pause when the norm is... The norm is announcing new sweeping government regulation and etc. first through social media. For the sole reason of social media naturally, if you think about, you know, just humans with computers, uh, misinformation is bound to spread so quickly. Right? And people are all over social media where they wouldn't be so much over the SEC uh, over the SEC website. Mm -hmm. You know, you probably would find more exciting things on XD with an SEC website. Just, exactly. Just put that out there. But yeah, I mean, I, I kind of see that. And with Bitcoin, that is one of those entities where it's really worth of how much people believe that it's worth. Well, that's all money. So that's all money. But in this particular case... You're right about cryptocurrency. You, when yeah. you see a post like that, that's going to make a difference. It's true. It will. Yeah, and, and yes, Bitcoin specifically or any cryptocurrency, like you said, the more people believe in it, the more people literally believe in and invest in it, the 
more it's worth, right? Now, to be fair, that's true about every currency. That's actually the whole underlying purpose of currency. If, if everyone decided to throw their dollars in the trash, well, they'd actually be worthless, right? And of course, yes, we back it up with cheese and gold. I know the story. <laughs> I know the story. I do. We, to put it in layman's terms, you know, let's say you're trying to sell your house. Your house, you believe that it's, you know, $200 million worth $200 million. But if you can't find a buyer for $200 million, then it's not worth $200 million. Exactly. Remember, say, I put in the pool, I, you know, I put an extra deck, I did all this stuff. Well, people don't believe that it's worth that. So It's true. But if I hack the website and then I put a bid on it for $213 million. Now we're talking. Now people will. And, and I mean, you know, again, another tale as old as time. Realtors in your face, they will say, yeah, we have 30 offers on this home when they have two. Right. (laughs) For that exact point. Right. You feel the pressure. Uh, But exactly. So it does it does really call into question. What is the best way to announce sweeping government policies like this? And like you said, you're right. The SEC's official website that could also get hacked. There's nothing what, stopping that. Press conference? Just come on and, and make an announcement. No. I mean, that's not a bad idea. That that isn't a bad idea, especially for something that big, right? You know, if you're going to have Bitcoin as an ETF, that is going to actually change how uh, you know all your index funds, ETFs, and all that is going to be impacted over the next. Uh, well, those are long-term holdings as well, right? So, anyways. Um, but yes, yes, it is a press conference. You know that wouldn't be that wouldn't be bad. Huh. The biggest thing, though, is again, the the SEC has now, of course, come out and say, first of all, this wasn't X's fault. Second of all, we have put uh, multi-factor authentication on our on our Twitter account on our X account. But <laughs> that doesn't stop something like this from happening again. Right. That does not stop. Well, it will happen again. You and I, you and I have met before with other uh, websites and, and entities that have been hacked. And I'm sure we'll be together again, talk about a different company. And, it, and um, it's true. And, and even even hacked, multi-factor, so. right? Even multi-factor authentication itself is also not bulletproof. Right. It's not right. It's not bulletproof. And I'll, I'll give you some some numbers here. I mean, you're looking at over eight hundred thousand attacks each year. So it's got to be. The law of averages, yeah, those numbers came out uh, December 20, uh, 2023. Uh, those are the ones we found out about. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. So, <clears throat> so, but the point is, and thank you for making my point, is chances are that, you know, somebody listening will be the next victim. But listen, the, the cyber criminals, are they getting caught? So, to give you, to give you an honest, short answer... Yes, actually. Of course, we're not always going to, you know, see, oh, this cyber criminal wanted to... Actually, uh, a financially motivated APT, one of the Finn groups, they did get arrested, actually, right around Christmas. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, anyways, though, Finn 32, I'm not sure, I'm not Imagine sure. Nice little Christmas gift for them. Yeah, really. Uh, it was pretty... It was pretty big because, again, we had been, we being the cybersecurity community, not uh, me specifically, but, you know, we've been tracking them for a long, long time. But, yeah, so the thing about it is, yes, 
criminals are being caught, obviously not at the rate that we would like them to, but yes. Yeah, look at less than 5%. Attribution is very difficult in cybersecurity for a big, big reason. If you break into, if you go and break into a bank when it is, you know, at night or something like that, we have fingerprints that can go and track you, right? We can have those fingerprints, run them through APHIS, et cetera, right? If you break into a computer, you break into a server, Sadly, you can break into a server in Germany and make it seem like it's from Hungary, right? You And make it seem like it's from Chile, right? And all that, even though you actually live in Canada. And to be honest, that makes attribution, and again, many other cyber tricks and all these types of things that uh, attempt to fool some of our best digital forensics and incident response people, this, this does make things take longer. This does make attribution more difficult, right? Again, not impossible, but more difficult. So, But it's possible. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. Here's what I'm looking at. How can... What types of entities are more likely to get um, hacked? So in order to answer that, I first have to show you why you would become a cyber criminal in the first place, right? The obvious one would be money, right? The Another one that we are literally just talking about... Uh, money plus political power or political sway, right? Uh, and all of that kind of stuff. In fact, who's to say, in fact, you know, let's just draw up a fun little story here, right? We're the bad guys and all of that. And we say we want somebody to pay us in cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin. And then somebody will say, okay, I, I'll give you this amount of Bitcoin or all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. And they say, okay, we'll have it to you by 6 p.m. that day. Well, what if you still have the ability to attack the SEC's, you know, X account, and guess what? Now you've spiked the price of Bitcoin, and so, you know, that two Bitcoin that you were asking for, it's more valuable, right? That, that may have happened. We don't know. We don't have that full story yet because it's too new. Anyways, though, some are financially motivated, some are politically motivated, some steal intellectual property. They might steal Nike's next shoe. They might steal Apple's uh, next processor or chip and all that kind of stuff, uh, just to re maybe either resale it or maybe even use it for nefarious purposes, etc. Right now, because of that, uh, and some also just want to cause chaos. Because of this, this depends depends on the industry that you're in. If you're in healthcare, there's lots and lots of data on people. The people that are there, that's what you want. You say, oh, okay, I know these people have this amount of debt, right? I can use that against them. I know these people have just died. That's another thing. Many cyber criminals will say, oh, this person recently died. Now I'm going to use their credit card, right? Because they're using their credit card, well, the credit card company hasn't found out that they're dead yet, right? So it might be a lot of their... Might be a lag and before right. they find out, but in the between time, you're spending all the Correct. credit and, on that credit card. And again, card. that goes back to money, right? Um, for some, they want to, it's purely for information, right? Uh, what I mean by that is oftentimes there is a, uh, people will attack governments, right? And they'll say, I want to know what this government is doing, who they're spying on, so I'll spy on them, right? That kind of stuff happens. It could be for warfare, for just creepy purposes. Uh, sadly, you know, we do have to acknowledge it. There's also many, many crimes against children and women and all that kind of stuff, people spying and all that. It, it could be various, various reasons, and for that reason, 
the transportation industry, it's not safe. You know, of course, anything financial, not safe. Anything healthcare, not safe. Anything that is a high level intellectual property or even trade secrets. Oh man, why are they having, you know, such productive meetings? Okay, go spy on them. That does happen. So for that reason, it's less of, okay, there are some that are a bit more risky, right? That, okay, maybe your school has, it's more likely to be attacked. But as long as you have something that somebody else wants, they will try to steal from you. You're listening to Shadow on Breaking Bread. And Shadow, you actually have hit most of the entities on MarketWatch's list. Uh, small business, and we mentioned uh, uh, news outlets, so maybe that won't work so well with our press conference idea we were pitching earlier. But Well, it's true. You can, If you control the news, you control the people. Healthcare, and this is how we got here today, government. Financial services, nonprofit, and everyone's favorite, online retailers, mm-hmm. which is where a lot of my listeners are going to be housed. How can I tell that I've been hacked? How can you tell that you've been hacked? Again, because of all the things I just said, we don't know what they're stealing from you. They might be stealing information. It might be stealing money. So here's the thing, right? Obviously, if there are charges on your cards or any kind of financial data that you're not exactly sure about, go to your financial institution and ask about it. We have fraud for a reason, fraud reporting for a reason, right? Uh, Financial is, of course, going to be one of the biggest things. Another is uh, many, many different types of accounts and stuff. They'll say, oh, we found your information on the dark web. Sometimes this, these are things to ignore, but oftentimes this is very, very important because if your information's actively being traded and passed around on the dark net, on the dark web, this is something you'll need to care about, right? Change those passwords. They are actively in a breach and someone's trying to find them. In fact, when I was referencing uh, President Trump's ex-account being attacked, I believe the 2016 attack was actually because of someone reusing an old password in uh, the LinkedIn breach. I was going to ask you about that. Yes. What form of passwords should people do? I mean, obviously, you don't want to use password as your password. Well, this is true. But here's the thing. Yes, you, you already know what I'll say. Don't use, you know, common dictionary words, your pets, all that kind of stuff. But here's another, and of course your special characters, you know, your numbers, all that kind of things. But here's the thing. If your password has been breached, if your password has been leaked, and you may know by a company disclosing it to you, hopefully they do disclose it to you. Not always, or they'll, they'll tell you a year later. Yes, and that is actually some uh, cyber policy that uh, many people I know are actually working on. Because it should be downright illegal to not tell people that they're data's all over the internet. It's but, like, when did, I, when did I get breached? Right. 2019. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you were breached in 2019 and you followed my advice, you know, or followed, you know, some cybersecurity professional's advice and you have, you know, the super secure password with all of the, uh, all of the, you know, numbers, letters, symbols, uh, very long, very unique, very hard to guess. But that password was le- breached in 2019. It is no longer it's about as secure as password as your password because it's now associated with you, right? You're right? That's the part that people forget. It doesn't matter how complex you think your fun little password is. As soon as it gets leaked once, you might as well consider it just, again, as well as putting a zero as your password. 
right? It, same result. Nothing. Right, it's the same result for that reason. And here's the beauty of it. A lot of times the bad guys won't act right away. They may breach your account and let's say March, they may not even act on it until let's say November. Th that is correct. And so that's another thing. How do I know I've been breached? To be honest, there isn't always a surefire way to tell, right? Of course, we go a lot back to money and all that kind of stuff. Some people have had their identity stolen and things like that. And again, if you notice anything weird that you don't, you, you're not sure you did, go ahead and ask the administrator of the website or of the device you're using or any of that, right? And make sure that you rotate those passwords. Even passwords themselves have been proven. In fact, this, uh, this came out, I think, two days ago, yesterday. Uh, there, were, there is currently a vulnerability with Google accounts in which people with Google accounts, uh, they, it, there are hackers logging into Google accounts without using the password at all, right? And it doesn't matter if you change your password or not. Right. If you're not using a password, then correct. Now, how does this how does this attack work? Basically, whenever you log in on a phone, laptop, tablet, computer, whatever, uh, the website, you know, their servers, they give you what we call basically a token, right? When they say, "Okay, this is your token. This is how you you identify yourself as authenticated." Think of it as a ticket to be on a plane or train, right? If you show the ticket, you're all good, right? Uh, well. Basically, attackers have found a way to pass this token to to the browser, and they say, oh, okay, sweet, now I can be logged in as this person. It has nothing to do with your password, right? The way that you actually mitigate this right now is you log out of all of other devices if you've noticed something goes wrong, right? It may be an old phone or you know even your laptop or something like that that was attacked, and if you log out of all your other devices, then that should go away because it has to refresh the token if you log back in, right? Anyways, my point is, uh, a lot of the articles and media that I've read on this same type of attack is honestly challenging the notion of a password itself, right? Password, we honestly should be using passphrases, right? Uh, you know, a small sentence, a, you know, maybe four four word sentence, so that way it's very, very long. It's and harder to decode. Exactly. The combinatorics on a passphrase are a lot, a lot more difficult for modern computers. And again, modern computers, because who knows, maybe next year or even later this year, passphrases may be a harder way to, uh, may, may also be very vulnerable. And another suggestion too, do not use the same password or passphrase on multiple accounts. Of course not. Right. Exactly. But people do it all the time. And again, they don't like have I to said, remember different passwords you can make that sentence as strong as you want to make that sentence but as soon as you get word that that sentence has been leaked and it is it is back to zero it is back to square one you might as well just set your password as password so for that reason you'll want to make sure that you're actively doing an audit on these types of things and saying okay is this password still strong even if it is i still need to change it uh, I would just say use a password manager. We all have many, many passwords. We cannot keep our heads around them. Sure, you know, I have I have my you know social media or even uh, you know of course banking accounts or you know websites and all that kind of stuff that I you know also forget my own passwords to. Let alone all the servers that I have to deal with at work, right? But 
using a using some kind of password manager is also pretty good help too because they'll suggest pretty strong passwords for you and some of them have now also offered to keep your keep a lookout for your type of information on the dark web and all that there's some paid that. ones there are some free ones and all of that uh, well allow me to share with uh, the people listening to breaking bread what you helped me with you i had a virus on my computer and some of the points you brought up was to make sure that a key operating system application is up to date look for patch vulnerabilities we talked about that enable automatic updates and so I was doing that, but you know, it can still happen. Um, look out for your firewalls, install uh, an, a replica and antivirus mm-hmm. just to make sure that you're covered. And here's the big one secure Wi Fi using a strong password for that because mm-hmm. they can, bad guys can get through that way. So those are some of the things that you and I worked on uh, when I was hacked. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, right? It can happen to anyone, right? Yeah. Uh, because, and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this before, but with secure Wi-Fi, the, the, the easiest way to explain this is hackers have a technique that we call pivoting, right? Basically, if someone were to, to attack one device in your home, then they can basically use it as a launching off point to attack other machines in your home. The way I describe it to people is, hey, if you are in, you know, somebody's house, right, and they say, okay, you're allowed to go in my living room and my bathroom because you're hanging out at their house, right, you decide to try to go into maybe a bedroom or the kitchen or somewhere where you are not supposed to be. Well, there are a lot of ways you could do this. Maybe, you know, while they're distracted, you could try and, you know, try doors and see, do all that kind of stuff. Or maybe in their face, you even dash past them and try to go in their bedroom and all of that. Well, that's, that's pivoting, right? You sure. were given a little bit of access and then you abuse that access to get more. That's what we call privilege escalation. You had some privileges, now you escalate them. This also could apply at a much larger uh, institution maybe you know a restaurant or something like that you're supposed to be in the dining room and the bathroom give them right? an inch to take a yard exactly exactly right you're supposed to be in the dining room the bathroom well you try to go in the kitchen right uh and then push it to its furthest limit right if you are in a bank you're supposed to be in the main floor or maybe even the side room talking with one of the consultants but you try to go in the back where the vault is right it would be more difficult. The doors are locked, there are more security cameras, there are hopefully security guards and all that type of stuff. But there have been people who have done this in banks, right? In, in restaurants, in high security environments. This is the same thing in your home, right? Someone hacks your printer, someone hacks your TV, that's how they're getting to your phone. That's how they're getting to your PC. That's how they're getting to your laptop. Because your, your phone and your printer, they talk all the time over the network. Right, yeah. so they and already not to you. If you have a smart home, all that it can is a way for them to get in. Correct. If you have cameras, if you have you know anything connected to your Wi-Fi, it's all on the same network. For that reason, they all trust each other. So once your printer has been infected, well, guess what? Now your entire home is. And I'm sure that may have been what happened to you, right? There may have been another device in your, uh, in another device on your Wi-Fi that was infected or something like that. Or maybe it was something that you downloaded. Who knows? But it Who's can to happen say, to anyone. But it can happen. Exactly. Shadow, in the, in the few minutes that we have left, if someone has any lingering questions, how can they get in touch with you? Sure. So my my handle is Shadow, that is 
S-S-H-A-D-Zero-W. That is on that is on every single social media that you could think of. And uh, I also have shadow at protonmail.com uh, and all of these different things. But basically, you can reach out to me anywhere on socials or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Offensive cybersecurity researcher Shadow. Thank you for joining us at Brick and Bread today. Thank you for having me. Break and Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on X at Break and Bread 101. That's Break, the letter N as in November, Bread 101. Or catch us on Instagram, Break and Bread Podcast. Check us out on Facebook or visit our website, breakandbread.biz. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Break and Bread 101. Give us a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts app, Amazon Music, Listen Notes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig Van Beethoven. Brick and Bread was created by Terry Page. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.